Hi, I'm Mike Sklenz, and this is episode 32 of Nintendo World Report's Connectivity. This week, we're starting off with not one, but two news segments. That's what happens when more news comes out after you record the news. In our second segment, we're talking about this month's hugtastic game club game, A Boy and His Blob. Finally, Neil and Scott end with a discussion on their favorite comfort games. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the news, as uh, we're coming off a Nintendo Direct, when things got crazy and real. I'm your host, Neil Ronahan, and we've got Patrick Barnett. Hello. Scott Thompson. Hello. And Zachary Miller. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> um, so we're going to start this off first talking about one of the things from Nintendo Direct that we're seeing right this very moment, and that is the new system update. Pretty much all it really adds is folder support which uh, I guess we'll rant to in a minute, but it also did change up the eShop a little bit. Instead of just having that one, you know, the, like the one row of Doom that you'd have to go through to find everything, it has yeah, like this, two this curate, the, these curated blocks where it's just like, you know, fun adventure games, picks by Renegade Kids, Jules Watson, um, and all these other things. There's also one at the bottom that just basically very matter-of-factly is just like virtual console <laughs> demos <laughs> coming to retail soon. Um, and it has a few other things, but you know, not really too noticeable. Um, but, yeah, that's cool. But let's talk about folders. Do we have to? I, I mean, they're there. I like that they're there. They're a thing that exists. It's it's still the kind of thing where it's like Nintendo Nintendo'd it. Yes. And that you make these folders. They're these little blue guys. And the only thing that you can do to differentiate <laughs> them is you name them, but that name only shows up when you highlight over it, and it takes the first letter or, or symbol or whatever, and that is just displayed on the folder. So, yes. for example, Excellent. when I first started doing this, I, uh, you know, because I, I have Game Gear, I have Game Boy, I have Game Boy Color, I have Game Boy Advance. I made four folders, all Game Boy, Game Boy Color, et cetera, et cetera, and they all started with a big letter G. <laughs> so I had to get creative. I have uh, Sega Game Gear, so it starts with an S. I have Advanced Game Boy. Color Game Boy, Game Boy, and uh, and then for the other ones I have like eShop games, 3D classics, and DSiWare, and that that kind of makes sense. Sure. But I mean, it's it's that limitation that it's just kind of like dough. Why why can't I just like put a little <laughs> NES on the front of this? Yeah, a little, uh, little icon would be great. It's so fucking dumb. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it is. It, it's just awful. Although what you can do now is you can just make a bunch of folders and then you could spell out words with your different folders. Yeah. Yes, I did see someone that uh, Vita has no folders. Someone spelled that out with folders <laughs> on NeoGAF. And the funny thing with that is as a Vita and a 3DS owner, I think the Vita's lack of folders is more worrisome than the 3DS's lack of folders before. Because the thing with fucking Vita is that every game that you get, even if you buy, you know, the cartridges, it still displays on that whole menu. I don't understand that, and it's it annoys It's nonsensical. Me. I hope they add folders soon. Because <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, holy shit, the game installs on your system. I don't even nope. need this cart... Oh, wait. <laughs> so, but let's focus on 3DS. Okay. Um, yeah, all- but I mean, it, it is still kind of nice to have there. And you can have... You can have 60 things in each folder. You can't put folders within folders, which would have been like 3 d exception. <laughs> yeah. um, it would have been good. But even even when you're in the folders, you can uh, you know fix how or change how many rows display. Although I think you can only have you, you have to have a minimum of two, but then you can have as many as you know like the 3ds home screen could have. Yeah. 
So, you know, that's that's nice. Um, yeah. It's yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm surprised Nintendo hasn't, like, done what they've done with everything else, where it's like, you've got this, you know, you can only put one letter on, on it, and it's, there's no color differentiation, but, like, if you street pass 30 people, then you unlock a new folder color. Use 10, <laughs> 10 play coins. And, yeah, and uh, you, can, you can add an extra letter to the folder display name. Yeah. I mean, I really think just little <laughs> symbols would solve that, and maybe we'll see that in the future. However, I do need to point out this one fact, that uh, iPhone users, correct me if I'm wrong, but don't the, the folders on the iPhone only let you put 12 things in a folder? I yes. think you're right. Oh. So yep. how about we just you know get on top of Mountain and just exclaim that Nintendo lets you put 60 things in a folder. <laughs> the iPhone only lets you put in 12. But you know, I, can, I can look at my folder and I can see what's in it and I can name it and I can see yeah. the full name. Well, you can still name it in this. <laughs> yeah, but you, yeah, you can't see the full name until you click it. But you can have now, 60 things. Now I will never <laughs> fill up the 60-odd uh, spots. Uh, I was on damn the, uh... close. Were you? Yeah. Wow. Keep in, keep in mind that um, from about June to December, I reviewed every eShop release oh, yeah. for GamePro. <laughs> so I, I accumulated quite a number. Um, that was like that was like on average of like four to eight games every two weeks. I oh, think. oh, and the folders have a character limit. That bugs me. Yeah, well, I mean it's it's the same as kind of everything yeah, else it is. on that's the system. True. That that I mean that's that's a little annoying. But like, what are you gonna do? Like, write the sentence like, "I never want to play these damn games again." Yeah, games period. I will never play again. <laughs> yeah, you could just put like games I don't like, <laughs> um, which might not fit actually. Yeah. <laughs> think of it. But, no, really, uh, this this one letter thing is just so weird. I, I'm sorry. I know we're going to move on, but it really does kind of bug me. I don't get it. I really don't. I mean... Th- three letters, maybe, you know... Well, there's, there's honestly, there's not a whole lot of space in the way it displays in the bottom screen. Right. And I know I'm sounding a little apologist about that, but I was, I'm, I'm still baffled by it. But if you look at it, like, yeah, it would have been cool if they put, like, the first three letters. But even exactly. still, like, they they can't really do much more than what they did other than, like put symbols like a little NES or a little eShop logo or something. Yeah, if you could pick pictures to associate with it, or even yeah. if it's just a picture of the first thing that's in it, you know, yeah. or something. But... Or rotates between what's in it. Oh, yeah, that would be cool. Look at that. Yeah. Um, hire Man, us. you should work at Nintendo. We should, all of us. Put us <laughs> on the payroll. We'll, we will take over the the eShop design. I mean, they've made great strides, but these are still the same sons of bitches who made the DSi shop. So <laughs> come on now. But yeah, uh, folders cool, not that cool. But... <laughs> it also didn't the patch also fix the Maka Woohoo? No, that's coming that's, in mid May. Yeah. That was yeah. that was something that uh, even as we were playing Mario Kart Seven yesterday when the update went live during our NWR community night, um, that that seems to be something that kind of got spread around a little oddly. Is that um, the Mario Kart Seven patch is coming in mid May? It's not coming right when this update happened. Mm. Um, so. I think there there will be a big to do when that happens. I'm I'm glad that during the Mario Kart Seven night, everyone just did random and nobody picked Makawuhu. <laughs> Very true. I like that race a lot. It's awesome. I'm glad it's getting fixed. Yeah. I mean, not that it really bothered me too much, but people right. can't be douches now. I'm yep. just glad I'm going to be able to play Mario Kart Seven online again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. But, and I um, got a new router. I can actually play games online. Yeah, yeah. That was that was weird seeing you online last night. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
what's Zach doing? Oh, he must have gotten a new router. But we did get some interesting information about what these updates and patches will do. Is that Mighty Switch Force, oh. uh, Way Forward's first eShop game, and one of our games of 2011. Yes. Um, it's getting five free new levels in a in a game yes. update coming soon. It's also getting stuff like a quick retry option and That's supposedly nice. quote unquote improved 3D effects. I thought the 3D was already pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was. Pretty I don't that, that part. I don't really understand. Um, it'd be really cool if they add stuff like online leaderboards, but we don't know about that yet. Um, but yeah, I can't wait for this. I would, I would have liked, um, you know, I was complaining about this from the very first time I played it or beat it. I would like to see an alternate character sprite, a zero suit sprite for Patricia. That's because but, you're dirty. No, it's because it's <laughs> the whole game is a, it, not the whole game, but there's so much Metroid in there. And then when you unlock that final picture of her, you're like, okay, this must be an unlockable. And it's not, but I am a dirty, dirty man. <laughs> I know. It really, it took you that long to admit it on this show. I, I think I've said it before. Sprite. I must have said it before. <laughs> what do you think um, I'm doing right now on the internet? Oh, oh god. god. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean that's that's super rad. I hope more games get updates that are as great as this. Although it probably won't happen. We'll probably yeah. Not, you know, I didn't I didn't know if they'd be able to update older eShop games. Well, I guess it's the same way that. They can update older retail games. Well, that's yeah, I guess you're right. Like in this case, I think it might literally that they're they're just putting out like a new version of the game with some added oh, stuff. Oh, gotcha. So it's like maybe okay. I don't I don't know. Well, that could be right. Um, kind of exciting though. Real legitimate patches. Yeah. <laughs> for games, you know, Nintendo hasn't really dabbled in that very much. So yeah, pretty cool. Brave new world. Um. Also, out of that same issue of Nintendo Power where we found out about Mighty Switch Force, we found out that Cave Story is getting another eShop release. <laughs> it's going to have a lot in common with Cave Story Plus, which came out on Steam. So that has, I think, the most bonus content out of any Cave Story game. Um, but it'll look functionally like the DSiWare version, except for the top screen will be like wider and have a 3D effect. Mm. The mm. DSiWare game will be getting removed. Um, mm. this actually, to me, this looks appealing, although I think it's patently ridiculous that this will have been the third version of Cave Story on the system in like a year and a half. Yeah, it's, yeah. Seriously. The third <laughs> version you buy as well. No, well, I never oh. got the DSiWare version, okay. and I just okay. sold the 3DS version that I bought from Zach and technically broke even on. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? I'm glad. Yeah. I, I didn't need yeah. Yeah. I sold it for almost the exact same price. I think I gave you like twenty bucks for it. I sold it for for like twenty one bucks plus shipping. Yeah, this is so technically uh, I made it made out on that. You're better off getting the DSiWare version. I mean the uh, WiiWare version. Yeah. Well, now I think the eShop version will be the best version of it because it has all of the bonus content, whereas the WiiWare oh, version does, only does it has even some have of it. the improve the different graphics, the nice graphics. I'm not sure about that. Those um, are cool. I really details like the are new kind graphic. of a little up in the air, but we know it's going to have like the Wind Fortress and mm. I don't know. I forget all the different bonus crap that's in the the Cave Story Plus version. Okay. Still, if you want it again, yeah. you you just know there's somebody out there who is collecting every version of Cave Story. Yeah, I think there's about five or six of them now. Yes, sir. Mm. Something, yeah, like, something that. like that. And we, I guess we don't need no stinking sequel. 
Yeah, and Nintendo Panner, uh, Nintendo, yeah, <laughs> Nintendo Power had a, had a banner month for for this upcoming issue that is just hitting subscribers now. They also revealed that new Play Control Pikmin 2 is coming to North America in June. <laughs> Which, before we get into the whole, this is completely absurd because it's three years after both Europe and Japan got it. Um, I did notice the fact that, uh, you know, Pikmin 3 is more or less confirmed to come out, at least at the, at the bare minimum, uh, the launch window of the Wii U. Yes. So, and we'll we be also able to know, play it at E3, I assume. Yes. We also know that Pikmin 3 has been in development for probably at least three or four years. It was supposed to come out on Wii. I think it was at E3 2008 when Miyamoto did his famous We're Making Pikmin and like yeah. put his hands on the table or something. And then upended a tea table out of nowhere. I don't know where the tea table came from. But <laughs> um, but so, so since 2008, which was a year before this game even came out um, in other regions... Um, Pikmin 3 was in the works. So I would like to think that Nintendo of America isn't just ridiculous and that they were saving Pikmin 2 to release, you know, a couple months before Pikmin 3 came out. Um, And it just kept on getting delayed, so they kept on, were like, yeah, crap. You know, if Wii U was coming out this year with the stupid Pikmin 3, we could have released Pikmin 2 when everything was dead last year, but no, they had to delay it to Wii U. (laughs) So I think that's why we're getting it now as opposed it, to earlier. It is this generation's Twilight Princess. What? Right? <laughs> right? Not exactly. Uh, well, well, I mean, except for the fact that it's not coming out on the previous console. It's it's, not, it would be more like this generation's Eternal Darkness or Dinosaur Planet. Oh, yeah. That, okay, that's a better comparison. Because Twilight, Twilight Princess was quite literally a GameCube game that was put on the Wii, whereas Eternal Darkness... Uh, Dinosaur Planet and Pikmin 3 are all games that were planned for the previous console and then came out on the next one. That's right. And I guess Steel Diver would join that group as well. Steel Diver. Yeah, I remember that. Felt <laughs> <laughs> like just yesterday. Yep. <laughs> and yeah, so that's that's really cool. I know I'm definitely going to pick this up. Yeah, Pikmin 3, you mean, or Pikmin 2? Pikmin, well, Pikmin 3, most definitely. Pikmin yeah. 2, probably, because I've always kind of wanted to play more of it, but I didn't feel like playing it on the GameCube or spending $40 on it. No. Um, and it'll probably be 20 or 30 and I, I can hope, use the yeah. little the Wii controllers, or the, like the, the Wii controls for it, which I quite liked in New Play Control Pikmin. Oh, yeah, great. Uh, I just, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I, never you don't know. You just don't know. <laughs> don't know. Uh, there, you know, Pikmin One is better. There, I said it. it it's not better. <laughs> Suck it, JP and Andy. Yeah, we'll have a Pikmin Two loving when we get closer to the game's release. I'm, I'm kind of curious to see how my opinion of it goes. Um, yeah. Having, I mean, I kind of enjoy the first Pikmin enough that you know I'm excited to see where the series goes with Pikmin Three. I'm, I'm definitely not a super fan. But, yeah. This this That's is one of those cool. games that when I bring up how much I don't like it um, on the forums, uh, it's kind of like Paper Mario. People are like, you just don't understand. Man, I wish we had a Paper Mario story to go to now. I can say this much, that uh, by the time you listen to this, uh, my Luigi's Mansion 2 preview shall have, gone, shall have gone live, which I put a lot of work into trying to analyze it and get some background info. I'm going to try to do the same thing to Paper Mario 3DS, except for I think that'll be a lot less fruitful. Hey, you know Considering what? that 
I could I could poke around next level games to get some info on Luigi's Mansion 2, whereas with Paper Mario 3DS, there's that that you know that that iron wall that iron goes up around Nintendo Nintendo in Japan, where you just can't figure out anything. Um, but Paper moving Mario on to suck it. moving on to other news, Pokemon Black and White has a rumored release date according to GameStop of October second. Pokemon Black and White. Two. But yeah, Pokemon Black, Black and White version two. Yeah, that's basically what it is. Yeah. Are you guys um, excited for this at all? No. Not really. Like, no. <laughs> it's the kind of game that I'll probably get the day it comes out and enjoy it. But I just, I am not excited. I, I feel like I'm officially kind of done with Pokemon. As weird as that is to say, I mean, I've never gotten into it yeah. as much as I got into the, uh, you know, the first batch and then Yellow. Um, and I bought like I pretty much buy every other generation. And like I play about halfway through, and then I just stop. Yep. <laughs> See, my thing is, I I kind of got the I got bit by the bug again with like Pokemon Pearl, and you know I really enjoyed yeah, uh, Silver. I really enjoyed Black, and I'm just thinking of this Silver where it's at. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the the past two games on DS have been fantastic, and I don't doubt that this will be good, but it just it doesn't really seem too exciting. No. Um. I mean, I guess it's it's basically the third version of the game which i've never bought one of those versions ever so no. who knows um, i uh yeah i just don't care yeah it it almost feels like it's too soon eh, i mean in japan not really it's been almost two years i guess you're right yeah i mean it's just yeah. we're, we're getting we're getting a quicker turnaround in north america because I think like, the delay uh, last time was more than six months, whereas this time it's looking like three or four. Like those new Super Mario Brothers games, they're just going to start annualizing that stuff. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, yeah I, think, no, I, think I had no complaints with that. I th- well, well, we'll talk about that in a second, but I, I will say that um, I think maybe part of the, the issue with this and with seeming like it's too soon, I think it's just mental because they're calling it version you know, 2. And so, I mean, if they called this Pokemon, like, Magenta Gray. and, I don't know, Lavender. Like, I, you know, you wouldn't even care. You'd be like, oh, cool, new Pokemon games. It could be the same engine and even in the same world, and you wouldn't care. But I think the fact that it's black and white version 2, like, there's just this, I don't know, there's just this mental block where it's like, it's not really a sequel. It's it's almost just like a add-on, but they're going to yeah. charge you full price for it. Yeah. I mean, there was Level also pack. so much excitement for me around black and white as well because it was so new. Mm-hmm. Which is, right. I mean, it, it sounds dumb to say about a Pokemon game, but it really was because it, it gave you all new Pokemon for the entire first run through the game, and yeah. that was awesome. It was, I admit, yeah, yeah. But all right, let's let's hit the the rest of the news stories we've got, and then you guys can talk about New Super Mario Brothers two for a little bit because we'll let you guys do that, even though we covered it last week. You know, New whatever. Super Mario Brothers boo. Oh, you can eat a dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Rhythm Thief demo, uh, maybe that'll be out by the time you hear this, but it was announced at a press release like a month and a half ago that it was coming out in North America on April 19th. April 19th is last week. It came away uh, with no Rhythm Thief demo, and it wasn't until I was talking about Rhythm Thief with someone over the weekend that I just kind of like, it clicked in my head. I was just like, wait a minute, Nintendo America is a bunch of lying sons of bitches. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. So... I put in a uh, a request to Nintendo and Sega, being like, "WTF? Where where is this?" That was Sunday night. 
It's uh, it's Wednesday night as of when we're recording this. I haven't heard a damn thing other than like I'll look into it. So <laughs> who knows? Who knows? I'm guessing um, that has something to do with the uh, Sega problems. Maybe. I mean, the game's uh, still coming out uh, July 10th, I believe. So it's it's still coming out in North America regardless. But I don't know. I just I want to play the damn demo. I really want this game. Right. But. Anyway, uh, Skylanders is going to get some little sidekick things, according to a Frito-Lay sell sheet. And people, yeah, that's, that's people weird People hacking to me. into the game to find out names. Basically, don't really know how they're going to work, but it's like these four pet characters. I believe they have really silly names, like uh, Trigger Snappy instead of Trigger Happy. He's like a little pet version. <laughs> Terabyte instead of Terra Finn. Excellent. Um what the, the stealth elf pun is but uh, stealth elf and crap, I can't think of the fourth one but, but there's, there's four of these characters and supposedly they will be given out as part of a Frito-Lay uh, you know chip guys promotion. some kind of promotion with them where I guess maybe you like send in a proof of purchase or something and then you get a free sidekick so that's cool that you might not have to pay money other than chips for it Yeah. Um, there's also this other weird promotion that I've actually been participating in where you just call a 1-800 number and just like, you know, try to win Skylanders as part of this Frito-Lay promotion. And like you put in your date of birth, you have to be older than 13. And then they just tell you if you won or not. Yeah. And if you win, then you need to like input your address and everything. So remind I don't know. I, I won once. So oh, really? I hope I get some stuff. Remind um, me what Frito-Lay is because I don't remember. What are uh, those? Like Fritos, are those the corn I think chip things. Well, well, Frito Lay's a company. They they own Fritos, Lay's. Oh, it's just the major brand. Yeah. Okay. It's like how Coca Cola owns a bunch of different sodas. Yeah. What what are those corn things I'm thinking of? They're Fritos. They're, yeah. Okay. They're Fritos. Okay. Um, and then there's really Lay's. good. Those are the potato chips. Right. Right. The last little bit of news that we have for you is Block Factory is this week's eShop game. I've played this. I've written a review that I don't think I've actually sent into editing yet because I just don't have a will for it. <laughs> it's basically like you make your own puzzle game, like a you know block-dropping puzzle game. But all I really tried to do was like recreate Dr. Mario and stuff like that, <laughs> and it just sucks. It's just like, this isn't Dr. Mario. I'm just going to go play that, the DSiWare version, and, and be happy. We talk about how Nintendo America has abandoned the eShop a year later? No, we can't. Less than because, a year. No, we can't. No? Not this Not this segment. This is this is news. Where were oh. you last week, Zach? Dude, Patrick and I, I talked about it for like 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess, the, do you guys have any comments about New Super Mario Brothers 2? I, for one, am excited. My only concern is, is that it's going to be entirely single player. And I don't like that aspect Makes of it. Better. It might have that same type of uh, multiplayer mode that New Super Mario Brothers did. I hope the so. DS version, you mean? Yeah, the DS or... version. Wait, it would be cool. What, wait, be... what multiplayer did the DS version have? There was like a there you was like a battle with... type. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Based okay. Yeah. Level. I, no, I no, I have fun with that personally. That that yeah. actually was that actually was really really good. But I want yeah. like a cooperative mode too. Oh, I don't. Think I think that, that would be really cool if they did that like online. Oh. Well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, let's. Yeah, that that honestly will never happen. But yeah, I would even settle for like just pass yeah. the system back and forth, and you know, like old old school like Mario, where one's Mario, one's Luigi, and you just go one at a time through a level. I think uh, can't you do that in Super Mario Brothers 
on NES on the yes, 3DS. Yes, that's what you do. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. There was a new Super Mario Brothers on the DS. And there was a new Super Mario Brothers on the Wii. There's going to be one on the 3DS, and there's going to be one on Wii U. That's a yeah. lot of new Super Mario Brothers so, in so a pretty short four, amount of time. Four Mario Brothers games in fucking seven years. You Is shut seven the fuck years? up, really? Zach. You shut the fuck up. Don't forget Mario Galaxy 2. Oh, 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 yeah, the game that plays and, completely and different new, to the other ones. And new Super Mario Brothers 3D Don't be an touch. ass. Don't be an ass. I think we're getting... Seven years, four fucking games. It's very possible to dilute the Mario brand and they're in danger. Fucking four that. games in seven years, Zach. <laughs> How is that diluting the brand? I'll, I'll admit... I'll Meanwhile, admit, you know what? we're getting Pikmin 3 eight years later. That's because it's Pikmin. <clears throat> that can't compare to Mario. Once again... <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> can, we, can we get another, can we get eight Metroid games in seven years? Once again, if Metroid was called Mario and really, really <laughs> successful, then maybe. We did get, you know, I, I'm sorry, we got three Metroid Prime games, Zach. That's fucking overkill. Shit, we got a pinball game and Hunters? That is too many. Hunters isn't real. <laughs> I oh, deny okay, its I'll existence. But still, I mean, if you, if you go by that logic, you know what? We got just as many Metroid Prime games in the same yeah. amount of time that we've gotten new Super Mario Brothers I games. I am kind of excited about the uh, raccoon tale. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that I think is a little cause for worry is that we're likely getting a 3DS and a Wii U version in, like, a couple months span. However, if they do some cool connectivity between them, I don't think I'll really be, be bothered nice. by that. If they, if they are nice. two, like, completely different games and there is connectivity between the two of them... That would be awesome, and I don't really have too many complaints with that. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah. Heck, I wouldn't really care if it was the same game. Like I have, uh, if I really like it, I'm saying like I have Rayman on PS3 and Vita, and I've played both, and yeah. I'm getting trophies in both because I love that game so much. So if they had, you know, if that was it was a good enough game, I'd probably get both. I would like to modify my rant from earlier. It's been six years. So four games in six years. Yeah, see, yeah. Yeah, one year. I don't think it really makes that much of a difference. We've gotten a <laughs> Call of Duty game every year since the first new Super Mario Brothers game. I think even uh, longer Yeah, than don't that. even get me started on Call of Stupid Duty. But <laughs> I'll, I'll admit, you know, it would be cool if they jazzed it up a little bit. I don't really like the, the art style that much. But the idea that people are crying bloody murder, that, like, Mario is getting diluted, like... Don't be an asshole. Man, it would be nice if they did like a real, you know, really nice hand-drawn, maybe I'm just in love with Rayman now, but if they did that level of two-dimensional hand-drawn graphics in a Mario game, we've never seen that before. I I mean, Yoshi's Island, good feel. That's the, maybe that's yeah, happening. That's the, that's the best comparison. I, I, I think, hope I, think, I hope that good feel is making a Yoshi's Island game. I, I think oh that's man, not, that is so a good. I, I think that's... Not like a you know one hundred percent safe bet, but it makes sense, and we should really find does. out what Goodfeel is working on. Most likely at E three because it, it's been two it's, years since Epic Yarn. As long as it's not like Yoshi's Island DS, which was kind of bad. Yeah, well, that was made by Artune, and that explains I don't think it was everything. bad so much as really not different in any good way. It was like if a shitty development studio <laughs> made a sequel to Yoshi's Island. <laughs> I mean, just the the inclusion of the different character thread on Yoshi, and then like having things on the I top screen. I thought that screen. was actually kind of cool. That was would have been better if you could go backwards. But I then I, having stuff on the top screen, and it's like I I don't know, everything was hidden up there, and you had to like 
just kind of randomly search up there to find the no, coins and, and all that kind of stuff. It was just kind of annoying. It yeah. was. But, but it was one of those early DS games where they were like, you have to use the top both screens right. or something. That, that really came out that early? I thought that was... I remember it, it being pretty early in the okay. line. It was, it was probably within two years, okay. I, would, I would say. Um, and just to chime in on Twitter, Mike uh, just tweeted, folders on 3DS are almost useless. One character <laughs> names? How can I differentiate between Game Boy and Game Boy Advance? Both are just G. Advance <laughs> Game Boy. It solves everything. I was to say, and then uh, our old friend uh, Shaman, he, he, that's what he told him. He said, just use A. Stupid. <laughs> he didn't say stupid. I added that. Yeah. But I mean, it took me a minute. I started it blankly being like, how am I going to do this? <laughs> I figured it out. Be resourceful, Mike. You're, you work at a college, damn it. Take their <laughs> smarts. Does right, he? I, I didn't know that. Yeah. Nice. All right. Um, that is a news news episode, a newscast, if you will. Excellent. All right. See you guys next week. <laughs> Bye. See you. Bye. So we've got some breaking news right now, and I'm with Patrick Barnett, our fearless news editor, to discuss this Somewhat breaking news that is going on pretty much just mere hours ago. Yeah. Say hi, Patrick. Hello. <laughs> it is quite um, the breaking news. Yeah, it's been a crazy week and a half. We've had like five news segments in the past two weeks because of all this insanity. Um, the the biggest news came out of the investors meeting that Nintendo had for their, their end of the year fiscal remarks, um, which they had a big loss, but that's not really interesting. It was a little better, but not really whatever um numbers financial stuff uh we have an article on the site if you really want to know but the really cool news that came out of this is that iwata in his investors presentation said that new super mario brothers 2 when it releases in august will be available both retail and on the eShop as a full game download and they said that going forward that's what they're going to do they also said that uh on a tori the demon training brain age game uh, that will be available on the eShop as well. And pretty much all games going forward after New Super Mario Bros. 2. Also, we kind of dropped the bombshell. While he didn't talk a lot about Wii U, we'll get to that in a little bit later about what he did talk about, but he did mention that all Wii U games will be available f- for both download and in stores the day the system launches. So that's kind of a good confirmation that we're not going to have the same issue that we had with the 3DS where the eShop didn't launch until three months after the system came out. Yeah. Um, I really think this is just really exciting for Nintendo because it's just going to open up so many different possibilities for them. Because uh, I guess we talked about it earlier this week that uh, games like Order Up and stuff, they're just coming straight to the eShop. Yeah. And now everything's going to come to the eShop. So people that don't have that chance to go out to the stores and pick up the games, they can get them now just downloadable. Yeah, and I mean, the, the the one thing is that I, I think Nintendo did kind of quote-unquote Nintendoed it a little bit. Um, Iwata did make the comment about how, you know, there's pros and cons to having it in retail and for download. And I feel like in a move to somewhat appeal, appeal, appeal to retail stores, they're going to have it so basically you can buy the download code at a retail store. And they said that part of their goal is that they are going to clearly dictate to the consumer you know here are the pros of buying it as a cartridge and buying it on download um but the one thing with all that is that because in in nintendo's weird ass eyes there's no difference between download and a a hard copy 
that the prices likely won't be different. However, the prices will be in the hands of the retailer. So in theory, the retailer, you know, like let's say GameStop. I mean, they already have this now where you can buy eShop stuff at GameStop right now and get a download yeah. code. But I guess, you know, theoretically, you know, GameStop could have New Super Mario Brothers 2 for 40 bucks when it comes out. And they could, if they wanted to set the price for the download version lower, they could set that at 30 And the option is up to them. And I guess having that option, you know, means that Nintendo might not have sales on the eShop. That's unconfirmed for when there's retail games on there. But the actual sale of these downloadable games where you can buy the code in stores there might be varying pricing there. And maybe we'll see these downloadable codes being sold on Amazon, which would be kind of cool. Do you ever think we're going to get to the point where a store like GameStop will want to clear out its stock and the uh, actual retail game becomes priced lower than the download <laughs> code? <laughs> um, if that happened, then I would buy retail all the time. Because in all honesty, I, I for the most part, I mean, just thinking of me personally... I prefer to have hard copies of games, but it's kind of the case where I was thinking about it, like, if I could have Mario Kart 7 just on my system at all times, that would be awesome. There's certain isolated cases where you would want one over the other, I think. Yeah, but, like, let's say something like Tales of the Abyss or Metal Gear Solid 3D. Um, I don't really need to have those on the system at all times. Like, I don't yeah. think I'd hate it, but if the option, there's not a lot of savings either way, I'd probably go hard copy because then at least I can resell it. Yeah. But this is really exciting. And I know uh, it's a little late to the party. Um, you know, Sony's doing it with Vita already. But the good thing about this is that I can buy an SD card for dirt cheap as opposed to Vita's insanely expensive memory card. Mm. Um, yeah. And I mean, it just, just hearing that all the Wii U games are going to be downloaded, that, that sounds great. Yeah. Um, we also did find some out some other stuff about Wii U, and that it's going to be available worldwide by the end of 2012, which isn't really news, we but it kind of it is. Before. But, I mean, I guess the big confirmation from this is that it's coming out everywhere by the end of 2012. I mean, if, if you paid attention, um, if you weren't North American or J Japanese-centric, you know, there's been some systems where Europe has gotten it like a year, not a year later, but like the next year. Um, they don't get it that holiday season. They get it in, in, like, you know, January or February of the next year. I think with GameCube, it came out in, like, May 2002 or something absurd. Oh, wow. Um, but, you know, Wii U will be out everywhere by the end of the year. So that is cool. You know, there were there were comments of a rich launch lineup, which, no shit, that, that's what Nintendo's president is going to say about his new system. What is it going to be? Like, third parties really don't like us right now. Like, we basically knew that last year as well because of uh, at their E3 presentation they had shown off a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, already. I mean, I mean, most of those games are games that have already come out, like Batman: Arkham City and Ninja Gaiden Three. But you know, it's still cool that those games will be out there, and it seems like they're they're sitting on some bombshells that they're going to reveal to us at E3. Yeah. Um, the one thing we won't find out at E3 is a price and a specific launch date. Uh, that will be like. Like they did with 3DS, like they did with Wii, where each region will either just have a press release later or an event later. I know with Wii, they had... Actually, with Wii and 3DS, they both had events in New York City where they announced the, the, the price and the launch date. Do so, you think they will go the Nintendo Direct route to announce that, since that's they might. their thing now? They might, except for the one thing is that uh, 
the, the key part of those Wii and 3DS things, but that it was also a, a big press event, too. Okay. Um, I know, I, I I mean, I wasn't on site during the Wii one, but I followed it very closely. I believe Mike Gammon was there for us back in the day. Um, and, you know, that there was a press conference, and they played a bunch of Wii games. And at the 3DS event that I went to, you know, I played a bunch of 3DS games following a press conference where they announced the launch lineup and uh, the price. Um, so I think we'll probably get something like that, you know, like August or September, kind of laying out what's what's going down with Wii U and the the launch details and price. Um, yeah. I still don't really expect anything higher than 300. I think it's shooting themselves in the foot if it's higher than that. Yeah, they'll run into the same problem they did with the 3DS. Yeah. Um, the other thing that they did, they, I mean, they said that they learned from 3DS, which is why we're getting that rich lineup. Uh, Iwata also talked a little bit, I think this was in the Q&A segment, that probably by the time you hear this will have gone up, so we'll have exact confirmation. But there were reports of how Iwata was talking about how they need to basically find the Wii Sports for Wii U. Um, you know, it's going to be heavily, you know, a lot of connectivity and, and social interaction is going to be the key to, to figuring out what that, that game that will define Wii U is, much like Wii Sports defined the Wii. Um, and, and the other thing that he did say that once again we don't have entire confirmation because it was just someone who was at the investors meeting tweeting that said like there will be no big changes to it so basically we're not going to see some complete relaunch of Wii U what we saw last year might not be everything but that that those basics are going to make up what we're going to see more is that of. saying there isn't going to be a name change I don't know if it says that exactly but it uh, I mean, it might. Like, that's the thing. Is like we're going off of two tweets right now. <laughs> um, I, I personally don't think there will be a, a name change. I think it would it would basically admit a lot of fault on their part. That, like, basically for the past year, we messed up. Yeah. If they wanted a name change, I guess they would have had to do it sooner. Yeah, I before agree. Before all this marketing and before yep. they spent their money elsewhere. <laughs> but, um... There was some other stuff for the fiscal year, too. Um, and we got talking about other games and more stuff for, like, the 3DS coming out in Asia. But th those are basically the, the big two things that we, that we found out. Uh, we did get some other news today, and that's uh, Dragon Quest X is coming out in Japan on August 2nd. Uh, you'll need a 16-gigabyte memory card to play it. Uh, there's a bundle that comes with it, or you can just supply your own. Uh, well, not memory card, like a USB stick. Um, and it'll be subscription-based in Japan, and there will be this stuff where it's, like, free for kids, but they don't really enforce it. They're basically just like, don't be a dick. Let the kids play during this time. Um, but the subscription-based really thing... to me. Yeah. Maybe for, that's for, a Japanese thing. For North American and European players who might be worried about the subscription-based stuff in Japan, uh, I believe, like, Monster Hunter is subscription-based in Japan. So it probably won't be by the time it hits North America, which I think at this point it'll probably just come directly to Wii U sometime in 2013 in North America and Europe, I would assume. Yeah, we're, I don't know. We might see the Wii version. Yeah. I mean, uh, we still don't really know what's even going on with the Wii U version of that game. We know it's coming, <laughs> um, but the Wii version's coming out on August 2nd. I'll, I'll likely be importing that, so I, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what the hell is actually going on with this? Are you going to import the bundle, or are you going to go out and buy a 16 I'll just, I'll just buy a 16 card. Unless it's like, <laughs> if there's a slime on it, I might have to reconsider. Because, <laughs> um, you know, the slimes are cute. 
Uh, we did get some other news, too. IGN had an email interview with Masahiro Sakurai, my my new best friend and acclaimed game developer behind such things as Super Smash Brothers, Melee, Brawl, and the original, Kirby. Don't, don't forget Cat Dead. Lover. Yes, Cat Lover and uh, director of Kid Icarus Uprising, who is now hard at work on the next Smash Brothers game, which is coming out for both Wii U and 3DS. He had a, I mean, it was a whole lot of kind of non-news, but he did say that, you know, he's not just going to keep on expanding the roster for Smash Brothers. He's going to change the direction somewhat. And he thinks that the connectivity between 3DS and the Wii U versions are key. We we knew there was going to have to be some kind of change, and they had already somewhat announced that there was going to be connectivity between the 3DS and Wii U. It's just he wants to figure out exactly what that's going to be. Yeah, which is kind of funny um, that he has no freaking idea what it's going to be right now, which is basically just like, originally, you know, 2013, maybe that wasn't insane. No, 2014, maybe 2015, who knows? It's going to be a long time before we see a damn thing related to the Smash Brothers game. His quote was, he's just getting started on it, but he's just going to come up with something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I trust Sakurai. Um, he's never really led me astray outside of maybe Kirby Air Ride, but even that I feel like is a little misunderstood. Kirby Air Ride's pretty good. Yeah, I, I've, it, that's been one of those games that I kind of want to pick up, and I hope it's in that 20th anniversary collection that's coming to Wii. That would be nice. Yeah. But, uh, so some Smash Brothers stuff. We're going to get a lot of hype. And I assume that the, the dojo will probably come back to, in some respect. I think that was still probably the best piece of marketing that Nintendo has ever done. I still remember checking it every morning. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I checked it every damn morning. And, and that was like what I did. I would wake up and check that. Um, the only thing that kind of did that with me now, like other than that, is the, the Nintendo downloads every week. Which, at this point, is just depressing. Uh, this week, uh, I guess, you know, just a day or two before this, before you go hear this, uh, we had Block Factory come out for eShop from Enjoy Gaming. Uh, you make your own puzzle games, and it sucks. You can read my review on the website. <laughs> Not a fan of this game. You should just buy Tetris or Dr. Mario on the eShop instead. Or, or play a Puzzle League. You have a whole lot of options with far better puzzle games for about the same price. Hmm. Uh, we also have Chuck E. Cheese's Arcade Room for DSiWare. That's from UFO Interactive. It looks like a That winner. is a game. <laughs> and we have Super Street Fighter 2, The New Challengers, which is a Genesis version of the game. I believe it's the fourth or fifth on the service. And uh, it's on, uh, on the Wii Virtual Console. And it has online play, which is kind of novel, although... I mean, who the hell cares? I'm certainly not going to download it and just start yeah. playing it online. Yeah. I mean, it's cool that it's there. That's nice. It would have been nice if it was there, like, I don't know, like a year or two ago when Virtual Console and Wii was relevant. Yeah. But, yep, uh, that's that's the news for right now. I hope you enjoyed this, this special, special edition of news to deliver the, the latest news to you right away. Um, you know, let us know what you think at connectivity and antennaworldreport.com, and we will talk to you soon. Yep. See ya.
now we're going to talk about A Boy in This Blob, which is this game that came out on Wii back in 2009, almost three whole years ago. And we've been doing this cool feature on the site, kind of going over, you know, what we like about the game, focusing on the hug button. Uh, we're going to have a <laughs> post-mortem interview from WayForward, the developers of the game soon. And we're also doing this pretty rad contest where um, you, you write about hug, or you draw a comic about the hug button's use in other games. And the winner will get a signed art cell from the game from WayForward, which is super freaking cool. All these WayForward awesome prizes with our WayForward contests. Before it yeah. was the Shantae sketch from, uh, from Matt Mozon, yeah. Um, with me to talk about the game, I got Zach Miller, as you heard. Pop, we've pop! Got, we got Scott Thompson. <laughs> Hello. And we've got our, our preview slash reviews editor, Nate Andrews. <laughs> hey. Um, so I guess uh, before, uh, you know, as we start this, let's just go over kind of how we came into this game. For me, I first discovered the game at E3 2009. Uh, Majesco usually has a booth that is, or not even a booth, they just have a meeting room. So all their stuff is hidden off of the show floor, which is part of the reason why I've been on almost every Majesco appointment that I've been to at E3, because it's the only way to check out their games. Um, and I played a boy in his blob and just fell immediately in love. It's completely gorgeous. The hug button just melted my heart. And uh, I, I liked it so much that I was in touch with the PR representatives all throughout the summer. Uh, they had a New York office, so I went not once but twice to play more of the game hmm. and um, just loved the crap out of it. And when it finally came out, it didn't really disappoint. It was just a, a really fun, lovable game for me. Indeed. How about Scott? How did you come into the game? Uh, I didn't really know anything about it. I mean, I you know, I played the original NES game a bit at my cousin's house as a uh, as a young kid and was instantly frustrated. I thought it was like an, a cool idea, but I had no idea what I was doing. And you um, thought, and was, why are they remaking this? <laughs> yeah, and my cousin at the time was kind of like, yeah, this game's kind of broken. And so that was it. And then, yeah, no, I, I heard they were remaking it, and I didn't really pay it much mind. But then right around the time it was coming out and the other uh, reviews were coming out, and I, I was watching the game in motion, I just thought it was gorgeous. And, you know, I'm a sucker for anything 2D. Um, so I, I knew I wanted to give it a shot. So the review scores, since they were generally favorable you know, did enough to make me think, okay, like, it, it's a, at least a decent game. So I uh, actually got it for Christmas. My girlfriend bought it for me. Um, she actually, when she went in to buy it from probably a GameStop, they were like, are you sure, like, your boyfriend wants this? Like, are you sure, like, he doesn't want, like, Madden or something? Like, he, he wants this? And she's like, yeah. buying this for your five-year-old? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I got it, and I kind of fell in love with it, the hug button especially, as I'm sure we'll talk about yes. some more. Um, and I played like, I don't know, probably two or three hours of it and then kind of fell away from it. And now this has been a great excuse to go back to it. So I'm having fun with it. So there you go. There you go. Yeah. How about, uh, Zach? What's your background with the blob? Uh, well, I love 2D games as well. In fact, I just wrote a feature about 2D games and how awesome they are. Uh, and I had read reviews of this. In fact, Neil, didn't you review this game? Uh, actually, I reviewed it for Pixelbit. Um, oh, Andy for reviewed Pixelbit. it for us. Yeah, okay, then that's. that's I still where did I read review it. the game, though. That's where I read it. Um, it was, so it was getting good reviews, especially from our people, and um, so I actually saw it for maybe twenty bucks at a Best Buy because that was one of those games that dropped quick, uh, which is a shame, but it's good for me. Um, so I did pick it up, and I almost beat the game. 
Uh, I got to the last world, um, but then I, I, one of those things where more games were coming out, I had to, I had to stop playing it for a while. And then my Wii broke, so uh, I just recently got it back, uh, fixed, um, and the save information was gone, so I, this has been a great excuse to replay it. It's so good. <laughs> it is a really good game. How about uh, Nate? Your background with Blob? Uh, I have no Blob background. Uh, I think I must have probably uh, heard of the NES game at some point. Uh, recognized the name uh, when the new one come out came out, but I didn't pick it up. I never played the first one, so I didn't really have any point of interest. You didn't miss anything, by the way. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, with the, the first one, yeah. With, I tried playing well, it when I, mean, I was I just younger. I played the first one for the extra life, but... Yeah. Oh, you poor soul. It is a rough game. <laughs> it's got cool ideas. It's it does. Really it's it's mechanically interesting, but it's so obtuse. Yep. Um. So I guess about about this game in particular, does anybody anybody else got stuff to say about it? <laughs> And that's a segment. Uh, <laughs> it's it's adorable as hell. It might be the most adorable game I've ever played. I kind of agree with that one. Straight up adorable is your uh, is your rubric. Then this is about where it's at. Yeah, it's adorable, and it kind of hits. I don't know. It's sort of this classic story. You know, it reminds me a little bit of uh, like even something like Winnie the Pooh. Um, you yeah. know, like with Christopher. Robinson? Is that his name? Robin. Robin. Robin, not Robinson. Robin. And, you know, and, and Winnie. And then even, um, I don't know if any of you saw Ponyo. Yes. Um, yep. But even that kind of thing, you know, just this, like, kid and this just sort of mystical sort of creature that, you know, he just can't really wrap his head around, but he's helping and he, like, instantly bonds with. Um, yeah. And I, I really enjoy that. It, um, it reminds me a lot of something like Calvin and Hobbes. Like, yeah, yeah. you, you just meet this person, you have this connection, and you just go adventuring. Yeah, it is very Calvin and Hobbesy. And there's there's basically no story. I mean, it's just Blob and the kid decide to go beat these dark creatures. You don't even know where they're at, and uh, bam, that's what they do. Yeah, it's kind of like an unspoken thing. Yeah, it's very simplistic. And I know I kind of touched on it in uh, uh, basically the article that I wrote to kind of kick everything off, where I declared this game is my eco. Because yeah. <laughs> I really did, especially when I was replaying it, just kind of, you feel that connection between, yeah. uh, you know, the boy, your avatar, and the blob. Because, yeah. it, I mean, just the way it's done is very heartwarming. You know, you you have that innately, like, these are two characters that care about each other greatly. It's, you know, it's, it's a boy and his blob. Yeah. It's, not, it's, it's not a boy and a blob. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a boy and his blob. As uh, Nate, you pointed that out yeah. in your hug button feature. Which is which is true. Yeah, I which mean, is it, like another thing. Everything is you know, there's no words. Everything is uh like emotions, like hugging. Yeah, expressions. Yeah. Gestures. I mean he does call the blob by going like, Hey, over <laughs> here. Now that is the one really annoying thing about the game. I like it. Blob really? you, yeah. you, because you he hear that like a kid. all the time. Yeah, he's a kid. Well he is a kid, but holy crap, he he says it a lot. He's a well, kid. Only when you press the button. Well, yeah. because it's because the darn blob won't come to you if you don't. I mean, you just don't treat your blob nicely enough. Stupid blob. <laughs> that's why. That's why he just shat, shit. Yeah, goes in the corner. Get over here, blob. Turn, turn, turns a darker color. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> we'll a, lot of, a lot of touches like that, and you can just hug him, and everything's better. The blob is far more uh, responsive and better about moving around to where you are than in the first game. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's why you don't have uh, ketchup jelly beans anymore. Yep. Oh. I will say that I think if they put in like if they had the the marketing money and and just you know if, if this franchise was big enough I could easily see these like spinning off into an anime or like some sort of children's series. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like like the game really at heart is just a puzzle game. I mean, all this like cutesy stuff it's really just like a veneer. Like you know, it, it's not yeah. really doesn't play any role in the game. But like so, I think they could easily like expand upon that and they could have this whole adorable little universe you know if if they could market it that way but it's just not there really for them it's really not a particularly like in-depth game which i mean they could have gone into a more dastardly route which they kind of did in the later the later challenge levels and the later levels in general Mm -hmm. with you know more difficult puzzles requiring you to think more but it was it's never oh it is at no point a difficult game yeah i mean it's just a game that you know, you you play through to experience, not necessarily play through to be immensely challenged. Yeah, right. there's there's no consequence. I mean, the challenge lies in it's like kind of like the new Super Mario Brothers games, where collecting the coins is the challenge. In this case, it's treasure. Yeah, and those unlock you know new worlds if you collect <coughs> all three in each or new levels if you collect all three in each level. Yeah, I do and, like and those challenge levels because they they focus on one power. Generally, yeah. Yeah. they just show you all these different ways to use this one specific power and creative ways to use it. And it kind of forces you to think outside the box a little bit, which is really cool. Perhaps think outside the blob. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> I love uh, some of the unlockables and stuff, you know, like there's frames of, of uh, animation and stuff like that. But there's the one of the my... little kid with the backpack. Yeah, exactly. Oh I was my God. absolute favorite is the little, yeah, the little kid in the backpack. Backpack. I mean, that's just amazing. As if my heart didn't melt enough during the game. <laughs> There's a, I think it's one of the first unlockables you get. It is. Or just, it, I is think it's, it is the first unlockable you get. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's the uh, the uh, son or daughter. I, I don't remember. It's been a while since I've it's seen a, it. It's a son. It's a boy. Son. Yeah. yeah. It, it is a boy hugging a beanbag, but uh, I assume it's one of the the kids from way forward. The development. This, this seems know, like this like would be a, a very. They found a little kid to, on the street. Uh, you could easily cosplay as a boy in his blob. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Ness. Yes, kind of is. Um, just carry a beanbag around with you. <laughs> Throw them on the other side of the room and be like, "Blob!" <laughs> a lot of jelly beans. S- yeah. Stuff them in your backpack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, some of the bosses are really cool in this game too. Uh, I think the bosses are kind of where the game falls apart. Oh, really? I, I yeah. enjoyed them. Especially, I was reminded, um, the second boss, the big, big like, cat. Oh, is that the hamster ball yeah. one? No. I think so, yeah. Oh, is that the third yes. one? The no, hamster the, ball one's a little bit of a bitch. The one with the uh, the big cat is super telegraphed, and you have to go back and forth and push mm-hmm. the blob as an anvil over him. Well, I think, uh, I think most of them are pretty telegraphed. Yeah. Well, they are, but... but the. Most of them you can figure out pretty quick, and you can actually react and not die. But the cat one moves around so unpatterny uh, that it's incredibly frustrating. It, it took me forever to beat it the first time. It took me forever again uh, because it just sometimes it'll jump over and oh, it's just a pixel or two too close to you and you die. Yeah, the, the cat boss is frustrating. <laughs> the design of those bosses is completely 
like nightmare stuff though. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I just think the the puzzly parts of the rest of the game don't really prepare you that well for the bosses. Yeah, maybe. I think it's a nice change of pace. Hmm. I would have liked to have seen more of a puzzle aspect to the bosses. That's kind of what they are. Yeah, uh, you know what I mean. <laughs> but you like you like the last boss, right? Yeah, the last boss is cool. I I like the uh the blob what the blob turns into. The that's giant mech. That, that, yeah, that's what makes it awesome. Beat his face in with your blob fists. <laughs> <So good>. <laughs> <laughs> like, where was that jelly bean for the rest of like what the yeah, hell? Exactly. Yeah. Mech bean. So, was there anything else that you guys didn't like? Um, or, or felt throwing, was maybe throwing, gener- throwing jelly beans can be frustrating because you usually have to be really. You can You sometimes you have to be really perfect about it. But it gives you so much like. Yeah, you can bounce it around game, a lot. Yeah, I don't really know yeah. how how much better you you could do it. Yeah, you can you can yeah, arc no, that's and, true. Like, that's bounce true. it off surfaces, but yeah. yeah, there are just times where you'll. For me, there are times where I I throw it and it bounces off wrong, and the Bob goes "Ooh, jelly bean!" and goes flying down. <laughs> yeah, then you call him and he comes. Yeah, back. you call him, and, and that's where I don't like the you have to call the Blob three times, and by the end you're just like, "Come on, Blob!" Yeah, you just mute it. <laughs> yeah, I guess you, you just go. mute it. But the music is so good. The music is one of the best that's parts true. of the game. I find the controls kind of finicky. Not really the the jelly bean. Um, but just even like selecting your jelly bean, um, and, and I find using the yeah. nunchuck is somewhat imprecise. I, I'd love to just use a D pad. You should use yeah. the classic controller. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. which Scott I just found I out you could do. I learned that you use the classic <laughs> controller for this game. Can you use the D pad on the classic controller? No. No. That's how you, uh, hug the blob. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And also tell him, like, to stay. Oh, yeah, right. So it's just like the D pad so, on the, the Wii remote. So yeah, you yeah. just, just mash that over and over. <laughs> it's just hug and hug and hug. Yeah, that's yep. the only control you need. <laughs> I feel just, like they should just... have had something like if you just were at the beginning of the game and that's, just hug the blob. That's how you. That's how you beat the last row, boss. You, you just the, you, the power, power of love. Yep. Beats yeah, the last like, boss. The blob. Like the blob then hugs the boss, and they become one oh. and kill the boy. <laughs> 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 That'd be good. And then it hugs the world and like. <laughs> yeah, it just absorbs it's it. Like, it's like Sherwin-Williams. <laughs> they're going to cover the world in paint. <laughs> the boy is a little bit hard to control. Yeah. yeah he can, he's he can less be a precise. Yeah, he's a little boy. I mean, that's what guess. Now, I, I, I really like the um, just the aesthetic of the game. It's, it's so pretty and hand-drawn. Um, and uh, I really like the environments. Like... The happy ones are happy, and the scary ones are yeah. scary. Yeah, those are kind of gross. And the Blob Planet is awesome. It's it's such a victorious cool. moment when you get there too, when you take the rocket over there. Yeah, and then every other use of the rocket is just horrendous. I also yeah. like the boys' tree houses. Yeah, yeah, that's really stuff cool. Is cool. I, I love just the way the game even starts. Like after you've already began the game, like you just turn it on and you just kind of, you know, he just sort of wakes up from wherever you're at in the game yeah, and you just get going. Cool. There's yeah. not even a file select, you know, it's like you just wake up and you go. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's all quiet and everything. I don't know. It, it's just cool the whole, like, just thematically and just, I don't know. It's such a cool game. <laughs> yeah, it is. No, I, guess I really it's... like uh, the credit sequence. Uh, like, where the, there's all those sketches of, like, the oh, boy's yeah. blob going on adventures. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
That's... How the blob can become like anything. You just have to add two dots for eyes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess uh, that kind of segues into what I was just going to bring up. I know uh, Sean Valesco, the director of the game, has talked about how badly he wants to do a sequel to this game. Oh, please do a sequel, um, Sean. I mean, it just kind of sucks because Mangesco owns the property, and Mangesco's always kind of financially on the on, on the yeah on the downstroke. Um, they kind of went balls deep with 3DS at first, but I mean, I don't think anything really did particularly well. But then again, they released like five games within a two-week window of December. Yeah. Um, up mm-hmm. against Mario Kart, like, no, what are you smart. doing? Um, but um, I've heard rumblings that they're kind of kind of back away from 3DS, which is oh, where I feel well, like that's uh, where I feel like it should be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I would hope that if they do another Boy in His Blob game, it would it would come to a Nintendo platform, and I think it would if it did. Um, you I know, assume, the... I'd assume it would probably be a downloadable game at this point. Yeah, it probably could be. Um, you know, I, I, it's interesting. The Boy and His Blob is a Majesco property, but so is Blood Rain, and they gave that uh, way forward too. Yeah. And Blood Rain would also look amazing on the 3DS. Yeah. Actually, Way Forward might be my favorite 2D developer. Yeah, that Double Dragon game they're making does not look too hot. But... No, <laughs> but that's because it's Double Dragon. <laughs> I think they're also making that with Majesco. So, I mean, hopefully they have a good relationship with Majesco. And at some point, you know, we'll, we'll see a boy in his blog. Oh, my gosh. Too. Oh, my gosh. Something I just thought of. What? Way forward. Battletoads. <laughs> I was just going to say, I'm only going to well, play that Double Dragon ooh, game if the Battletoads are unlocked. <laughs> I was going to say, I, yeah, Rare owns the Battletoads so, property. So they're, they're going to have it on... if. If that ever I don't think franchise that ever does come back, I don't think Rare would ever let it out of their hands. No, I, don't I can't either, believe but... I can't believe they haven't cashed in on that yet, though, and like I'm, done a, too. A, re, a re-release of Battletoads or yeah. like a new a new game. They could have done a soulless remake like Ninja Turtles Four. Uh, well, technically, it was based off the arcade game. That, that I know, I know, game. but there was an arcade Battletoads. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, if they did a remake based off of that, then I would expect you to properly name the right thing. <laughs> Actually, I think the arcade game was just called Battletoads. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, with with Turtles in Time, I mean, the, it was Turtles yeah, in know, Time, the arcade mean. version. And that's what Reshield was based off of. But we're rambling, and um, <laughs> I, I think that might be uh might be about it for this for this Boy and His Blob retrospective. You I should know. all play Boy and His Blob. Yeah, it's a it's a fantastic game. Uh, read all the content that we that we wrote. Um, about the game, participate in the contest, which should be running for, I think, about a week longer by the time this goes up, and get ready for our next month's game, Ooh. which will be... Oh. Drum roll! Metroid Other M will oh, be our yippee. game of the month for, for May. Um, we obviously won't be doing any kind of thing with Nintendo like we did with Way Forward for this, because... <laughs> Well, they're Nintendo, and WayForward's it's a lot more amiable for that sort of thing. You don't think they're going to give us signed frames of no. artwork? <laughs> oh, man, that'd be great. But, um, it would be. Yeah, I mean, we'll be we'll be playing Other M, we'll be discussing it. It's a very... Uh, I guess some people like it, some people hate it. I can blank it out on the word for that. Divisive, divisive game. Divisive, very divisive yeah. game. Um, so some I'm kinda, might say I, it's not a true Metroid game. I don't know. I think they're lying. Um, but I'm looking think, forward to replaying it. I I really enjoyed the game when I played it. 
And if you haven't, I recommend checking it out. I actually saw it at a Best Buy for 50% off of like 35 bucks or something. I don't know. I you saw can probably it at find Target a for, for that. 15 one time. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it got pretty cheap because it didn't do too well. But nope. we're going to talk about it. So join Reason in. Why. All yeah. right. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for participating. And I hope everyone who played the game along with us throughout this month enjoyed it. Group hug, everybody. Aw. Bob! <laughs> Hey! hey! Over here! Kind of a mixture of a somber and a happy uh, segment here about comfort games, basically games that you play, you know, under kind of stressful emotional times. In my case, my grandma passed away about a month ago at this point, and it was preceded by about two, three weeks of consistent hospital visits and general bad shit. Um, and then Scott, on the other hand, who's joining me for this, has a much happier situation. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, my situation. I mean, I, I don't know that I'd say, I mean, it was happy. It was exciting, but I think it was also sort of, um, like kind of almost like panicking in a way. Um, but basically mine was over the summer when, um, my fiance and I found out we were having our first child together. Oh, oh I thought you were going to refer about your kid actually being born. No, yeah, but, not, okay. not during the time he was born, <laughs> but during the, the time that we found out and like the early preparations of it. So oh, okay. over the summer, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> well, that's news to me. But uh, before we dive into that, um, I want to read a letter that we got from Wilson Robinson, or Nintendo fan 12345678. Uh, he actually wrote this in um, before my before my grandma passed away, and I noticed it, it, was, it was when she was sick. And then after it, he actually sent it again, and then, then I responded to him. So, so hey, Wilson, I uh, totally get where you're coming from, dude. And I will read his letter so it makes more sense. Hey there, guys. My grandma passed away recently, and I found that I've gone back to some of my favorite games for comfort. I was just wondering what games you guys lean on during tough times. I also just wanted to say that I love the podcast, and I hope you guys realize how much how appreciated you guys are. 
I'm only 16 and I live in Georgia, so I can't really go to any conventions, but I really hope to meet you guys one day. I'd love to play with you guys online with 3DS or Wii U if you guys ever wanted to exchange friend codes. Um, yeah, we'll totally do that. You should join us for the community nights. And on to more serious topics. Um, I guess uh, kind of games that I played when uh, things were going bad with my grandma. Um, this is when, like, sitting in the hospital. Um, I guess I guess a little background for it. Um... I was down in South Jersey visiting my grandpa on the other side of my family. And all my family was around there. My sister was coincidentally in from, she lives in South Carolina. So she was, she was in the area cause she's getting married and she was going wedding dress shopping with my mom. And we're all, we're all generally located in central, central New Jersey, which exists. <laughs> it's not a fictional thing. There, there is North, there is central and there is South Jersey. Don't let anybody tell you different. And it doesn't all look like Newark. There's actually sections of the state that look very nice. <laughs> Um, but we were down in South Jersey, and my grandma uh, lived on Long Island, and she was in the hospital at the time, and then my, my aunt was visiting her, and apparently the doctor came in and basically told her that, like, you should get all of the family here, it's like, she's basically gonna die, she had pneumonia, um, and I guess uh, to make, a, to make I guess that part a little less dire is that she actually ended up living for another two weeks, there were about three or four times um, during like the almost month my grandma was in the hospital where the doctors were like, she's going to die tomorrow. And she kept on pulling Mm -hmm. through. Um, her doctor actually made a comment about how he's been practicing for 21 years and has never seen anyone, especially my, my grandma was 91 years old, fight through that much shit. So she, she might've finally lost, but my grandma fought a hell of a good fight. But, um, so we got news of this for my aunt, and we raced up from South Jersey, which I, I don't think I've ever seen my brother drive so fast in, <laughs> in my life, um, to, to get up there and, you know, be with everybody. And we kind of, you know, spent a couple hours there not really knowing what was going on. And I had my 3DS with me, and I, I kind of packed uh, as, as I was in a rush throwing things together because we didn't end up staying the night, but we thought we were. Um I was packing my 3DS case, and I was just like, I'm, I'm going to need this. I'm, I'm going to need this to stay sane because, I mean, it's just the kind of thing where I can get lost in that. And I packed a bunch of games, you know, went through a lot of thought into it, and I really only touched three. Um, the first one is kind of obvious, Picross 3D. That's just a great relaxation game. I don't really think it goes without saying that that, that game is just a, a good kind of game to distract you from your worries. Um and I played that a little bit, but then I started gravitating towards Super Mario 3D Land, actually, which is a game that I, before then, I hadn't played since, I guess, shortly after I reviewed it, uh, back in November. And I just put it in, and I started working through playing, uh, you know, the level as the other brother, so that way I could unlock, like, the final special thing in that game. And it was just very relaxing, kind of going through those levels, just jumping around, not worrying about the star coins because I already collected them and just completing levels. And it was just, you know, it, it really relaxed me. And it, it kind of surprised me how much mm-hmm. it did, actually. And then the last game that I played when I was waiting in the hospital was, uh, I guess, something that was kind of beneficial for both me and my brother. My brother's not that big of a gamer, but he's a gigantic fan of Punch-Out! So we were playing Punch-Out! on the on the 3DS Virtual Console and kind of like going back and forth with that. And... I mean, that was just really nice for both of us to kind of lose ourselves in that game that we have a lot of fond memories of. Um, but th- those are the games that I played when I was actually in that situation. And, I mean, I've had other times where I've, I've played games when I've been stressed out and, you know, worried about different things. And usually it's games that I'm familiar with. 
because I think those are the kind of games that, that resonate you the best when you're in those situations because especially when it's something that might be precipitated by, you know, uh, there's a great change going on. You kind of want to go back to, you know, um, like a game like Super Mario RPG that I've beaten more times than right. I can really count because that's just something consistent. It's mm-hmm. not going to change. You know, there might be turmoil going around you, but you're playing this game experience that you're very familiar with and, you know, brings up a lot of good memories, even if it might not be directly related to that situation because... It's not like my grandma ever played video games. There was one time, fortunately, there was actually a... I was visiting her with my dad. Uh, this was last summer. Um, and we were looking to get her a new TV. Because um, she, she's an old-ass... or She had an old-ass right. CRT. Um, we were looking to get her a new TV. We went to Best Buy and actually was able to find a copy of Madden NFL 11 <laughs> on Wii. And show her my quote on the back. So, at least maybe she understood a little bit that, like, you know... I, I, I put a lot of my, my hobby and free time into something that actually has some kind of value even if it's just yeah. entertainment value no that's awesome but yeah that, that's about all i gotta i do say find that interesting that. i mean you had two games that were very relaxing for you and then you had punch out while not really relaxing at all and i think it, it kind of demands a lot from you unless you really are you know great at it and you've memorized all the patterns um but that that that, that... Uh, it got a, it got a little hazy <laughs> as i got i got farther on but that definitely how i was talking about games that were familiar exactly. that's really that that is my example of that that's a game that i've I've played so many times. Maybe I've ne- I've never beaten Tyson before, but I've gotten to him a yeah. hell of a lot of times. And not only have you played it a lot, but it sounds like you played it, you know, like with your brother, maybe growing up and stuff. So I think you guys had that, like, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of bond. So it took you back there. And yeah. It's funny that that you, you know you you talk about the familiar and how mm-hmm. that's sort of comforting because that that's how it was for me. Um. So yeah, we we found out we were having a baby over the summer, which was fine. It, you know, it wasn't an accident. It's something we had been planning. Um, to have happen, but still, when it happens, it, it's it's kind of shocking. You know, you you just for whatever reason, you kind of think it won't, <laughs> but then it does. Yeah, I mean, as someone who is nowhere near doing it, but has considered it, um, yeah, I can definitely right. Get that feeling. And so, you know, we, we found out, and we were very happy. And then, for whatever reason, I started to like have this draw to kind of wanting to to go back to that, and not just things I was familiar with, but things. I hadn't ever beaten, but had always wanted to, particularly old games. So that started off with um, Final Fantasy VI, which was actually... I remember yes, when you were I was going to say, that. it was right around the time <laughs> I first joined the, the podcast. And so on Newscast, I talked about it several times. Um, I would basically stay up late at night, because yeah, I wasn't in school. I was just working over the summer, and um, just play a whole lot of Final Fantasy VI. And I think that sort of familiar, just role-playing, you know, just... I don't know, theme, theme, I guess, you know, from those 16-bit RPGs, which all kind of function the same way. Um, it was very sort of relaxing for me. And and it was sort yeah. of like getting it off my list of things I'd wanted to finish since I kind of felt like now I had like almost a deadline to get these things done that I had wanted to get done, which I don't know why. I mean, I still play games now, but she's here. But in my head, it was just like, okay, like these things I'd always wanted to do, I should do it now. Um, and that was one of the easiest things to do. It's not like rock climbing or skydiving, which required a lot of work. It was, you know, $8 on the, yeah. on the, uh, virtual console. So yeah, virtual so that was console. very easy for me. Um, and then I was actually talking with a friend of mine recently. We're, we're both pretty big gamers and we, we both admitted to each other. We've never actually gotten to the end of final fantasy six slash three. And and a lot of that comes from the fact that like we just get to the second half of the game and want to complete everything before we do, and we've never actually completed yeah. everything. I've actually watched the ending on like a YouTube oh, okay. video 
because it's just like I got to the point where it's just like I still have crap I want to do, but uh, you know I've heard really cool things about the ending. I'm just gonna watch it on YouTube. <laughs> no, that, that's one one of my kind of weird, embarrassing. Yeah, I, I did go through and get um, everything, but I don't know. I mean, it, I don't want to go into it too much now, but I, I do have problems with the second half of the game. I, I love the first half because it is so so focused. It, it falls apart. It a does because bit. everything opens up and it's just like. There's no direction at that point, so it's either you're not yep. going to get everything or you're going to have to use a guide. So, yep. which is a product of the time for sure. Um, so yeah. from there, I started playing um, Chrono Cross. Um, so Final Fantasy VI carried me mostly through the summer, and then um, in I think it was late October, early November. Um, it's when it came yes, out. Yes, exactly. PSN, right? And that was a game I had started probably three or four times throughout like you know, when it came out till up to now and had never finished it. And I always got to the same same part and would just stop. So what, what um part? where Surge and Lynx switch bodies. Okay, yeah. So I was gonna say that's probably it. That's actually when I first started playing and I stopped yeah, there too. It just it um it's a very it good is. stopping point. <laughs> and I, I think they probably look back on that and, and regret that because it just it's so hard to keep going. I mean every all the characters you've been with to that point just all disappear and the game kind of changes um but either way i was kind of committed to wanting to finish it so i did um which is great too same way just you know up at night after uh tabby would go to bed i would just kind of put an hour or two in and um i mean same thing it was just kind of relaxing me like it was just kind of connecting me to my past and it was something i'd always wanted to finish and there i was finishing it um and then the third game for me which isn't the game itself isn't from the past it's a new game but thematically um and from the series it's you know been around for a long time and that's skyward sword um i think you know it, as much shit as zelda gets for following the same structure ever since a link to the past really um playing that game was, was very comforting for me because it's so it was so familiar and just just those themes you know just good and evil and and even just dungeon structure and things like that i mean it was it was very uh very comforting and relaxing. And at that point, because now this was probably December and January when I was playing this and, you know, our, our baby was going to be here in a couple months, I was kind of like imagining playing it with her. Like it, it became not like necessarily like a, <laughs> a distraction. Like it was me trying to like escape for a few hours a night. It was kind of like I was playing and I was like imagining like how great it would be to play this again with her in a few years just because it's so, they're so, so like cartoony, but so like so well expressed. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it, could easily be like a you know like a Disney cartoon or something, um, so the faces in that game right are so yeah wonderful. that and like the just the music and just the like the dramatic like cutscenes and stuff I mean it, it's very theatrical, um, yeah. and I it, it got to a point where I was like just imagining like playing that with her and like that was that was a lot of fun for me and I find myself doing that a lot like during cutscenes and stuff I would just like imagine like her being excited about it or like scared or you know or just just anything. Um, or nervous, and I yeah. don't know, it was kind of weird, I, I didn't plan for that to happen, but it, it just sort of subconsciously did, um, and I enjoyed that. I mean, that that kind of reminds me of, uh, I think it was, it was back over the, it was last summer, um, and uh, I think my brother's wife was out of town, and he ended up coming over with, uh, with my niece, who, she was about three and a half at the time, but I also had a couple other friends over, so we're all just kind of hanging out, and this is when I gave uh, my, you know, my brother and my niece, my yeah. DSI. So that way, you know, cause she was getting to the age where she was starting to, you know, mess around mm -hmm. with stuff like that. And one of the games that I gave them along with it was new super Mario brothers mm -hmm. on DS. 
And I just, like, really enjoyed watching, you know, my, my brother was lying down on the floor playing New Super Mario Brothers on DS. And, you know, his daughter is sitting next to him watching him, everything he's doing yeah. about it. And, like, you know, my, my brother's played some games, but he, he's rusty, so he was dying a lot in that game. And you just see, like, the, the them interacting was just, it, it was right. beautiful. It really was. Exactly. And just seeing that kind of interaction of just, like, you know, you know, my brother would fall down in a pit, and then Haley would laugh, <laughs> and... I mean, I mean, I, I love yeah, that. Yeah, kind of and like, so that got me really excited actually about like the prospect of doing those things. And then like, you know, I started to kind of think in my head like of making a list of like all the games I'd like to play with her. You know, yeah, I mean, throughout the years, obviously not right now, <laughs> not not for a few years, but this kid will play rock band <laughs> yeah, out of the exactly. moon. Exactly. You know, it's just in the same way probably our parents thought of like all the great movies they'd want to show someday, or maybe their parents thought of all the great books they'd want to have them read someday. Um, yeah. So it was just kind of exciting. I mean, it was actually, yeah, that was a big part of, like, my, my mom was always really into plays and musicals mm-hmm. and stuff. So, like, when I got to a certain age, she'd be like, read this George Bernard Shaw play. And I'd be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, but I, I think we do do that. You know, we, like, want to almost make our kids, yeah. like, carbon copies of us. Like, all the things we like, we want them to like. So we kind of prepare for that. So, and, and that's the test of parenting. You need to make sure that you... you paint them or you know draw them down that line and don't make them resent you so they do the exact <laughs> yeah, opposite that, that's the challenge a thin, yeah it's walking a thin line for sure but yeah so that was mine that was those are my three games like over the summer and leading into winter that really uh like comforted me and uh yeah that just i couldn't get away from it you know it was, it was a very good very good time yeah so uh wilson we basically built an entire segment around your letter so, um, <laughs> congratulations yeah, cool. but i mean i i think the kind of games that that i mean like i said that you lean on during tough times are are games that are mm-hmm. familiar or have that familiarity even if it's something old like punch out or something new like skyward sword there's still that very that very familiar notion of it and in general i think that's what i like a lot about games is that sense of you know like like familiarness that sense mm-hmm. of home i mean that's why i like Retro-looking platformers so damn much. <laughs> exactly. I mean, and, and I find that, like, you know, something like where, where a game like Fez that opens up in the second half could be completely bonkers. You know, I like experiences like that, but I don't want to see experiences like New Super Mario Brothers Wii go mm-hmm. away because there's something that's very familiar and comforting about that. Whereas, you know, something that, that radically changes the formula, like, I mean, like a, like a Dark Souls or a, or a Wii Sports even... Like, you know, those are nice, but they're not really familiar. They're, they're yeah. new. Mix mix the two. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Yep. Man, that's why I want to play Xenoblade. I'm looking forward to another, like, great RPG, even though it innovates in some ways. I mean, I, I'm looking forward to playing in that, that structure. Yeah. There you go. So, yeah, that's it. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. You can send your comments or listener mail questions to connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com. Please also spread the love by sharing the show with your friends and rating and reviewing us on iTunes. See you next week.